This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome everyone that has just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. I'm Alana Ulifi and this is my program called Body Matters. Today I've got a really special guest, Pastor Brian Preston. And yeah, Pastor Brian Preston had already been on um, Radio K Pulpit where he shared his amazing, powerful testimony of what God did in his life. And he's got such a passion for seeing people being saved, healed, and delivered. And he's also the founder of Light Ministries. And so, yeah, I just want to welcome you, Pastor Brian. How are you? Hi, Alana. Um, Pastor Brian here. Greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus. I greet all the listeners of Radio Cape Pulpit. I greet them in the wonderful name of Jesus. Such a privilege and an honor to be on the show today. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to share God's word. And um, by God's grace, I am here today and just wanting to be an encouragement and a blessing. I'm the pastor of Light Ministries and our ministry is out in Brooklyn. Um, and we do minister a lot. I believe that the ministry is twofold. We, believe, I minister, we minister in church and also out of church. And as we know that we are in lockdown, and um, we minister a lot out of church right now in this current moment and position where we act as a body of Christ and as the people of God. No, that's awesome. I'm so glad to have you again. I know last time when I had you on, you really inspired me and I was so touched with your message and your testimony. So I'm so thankful to have you back again. So yeah, Pastor Brian, don't you just want to just a little bit touch on a little bit more of Light Ministries, what you're doing at the moment, and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, I am... As I said, Pastor Brian, I'm married to Delia. We are married now for 21 years. I've got four, we've got four children together in this marriage. Um, yeah, I've been serving God for uh, over 22 years currently. Our ministry is called Light Ministries, and we're out in Brooklyn. Yeah, about the ministry, we, um, as much as we minister in church, we also go out, and um, we've got uh, um, a ministry right now currently where we minister on the streets and we minister to prostitutes um, and people on the street, living on the street. Um, and our form of ministry is re- we're reaching out to them and trying to uh, um, rescue them from um, that l- lifestyle, prodigal lifestyle. Mm. And also people living on the streets that, that there is no home. And, you know, it's cold. And we, I, I always say we cannot do everything, but we can do something. Yes. Hence, we go out on the streets. That's how our form of ministry um and then we've got another great couple that God has just uh, sent our way. And what we're doing now, we're also making Christian clothing where we, um, as a form of evangelism, we we do printings on, on clothing, caps, and, you know, um, that's sure, a form that of ministry. Sure, that is amazing. We, <laughs> we would just sit in the, you know, you just sit and have a meal at a, a restaurant or breakfast, and you have your T-shirt on, you have your cap on, and you just preach in Christ without saying a word. And that's yes. another form of, of ministry that we are doing. We do a lot of, like I said, mm-hmm. outreach ministries. We we minister a lot on the streets, minister, but we also minister in the church because 
we believe that um, the church is very important. Jesus said that I will build my church mm. and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Amen. So yeah, in a nutshell, that is what we do, Alana. Now, that's wonderful. I know you said that our topic of discussion today is slavery to sonship and that you said is something dear to your heart. So why slavery to sonship? Well, Alana, um, I believe in in, in the current situation that we are in, you know, uh, people don't even realize that they are in bondage, they are Mm. in slavery because there's certain patterns and, and, and traits the way people live their lifestyle without Christ, without having a relationship with, with the Lord Jesus mm. Christ. And it's not really about, um, you know, a particular church or organization. It is just simply having a relationship with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's almost like, you know, you have your kids um, mm. and they, they're with you. But you know what? You're not a father to them. You're not a mother to them, but they are yours. And so a lot of people living without Christ, living without their purpose, and um, they don't even realize, we don't even realize that we, and I myself was living, you know, a prodigal life. I was living in bondage without even realizing that I needed God, the Heavenly Father in my life. And that's why I'm so passionate about this topic. And I see it all around me, you know, how people, you know, um, they just live their lives out of purpose and you can just see it. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think there's so many people that they don't realize, um, you know, that Father God is a father. They don't see him in the aspect of of father, you know, that he loves us as his Absolutely. children. But before we carry on, we're going to take a short break and then we can carry on discussing the topic of slavery to sonship. Wonderful, Alana. This is Body Matters with Alana Willyfree, and I'm with Pastor Brian Preston, and we're discussing slavery to sonship. Um, Brian, you said you wanted to um, share some scriptures with us regarding um, slavery to sonship. Um, yes, Alana. As I said, um, you know, um, many people are in bondage. Many people don't even realize that they are in bondage because they're living without the love of the Father, they're living living without Father God. And the scripture reading that I want to read from where I'm going to speak on in the book of Luke, chapter 15, verse 18 to 24, um, and the book of Galatians, chapter 4, from verse 4 to verse 7. But I want to read the portion of scripture in Galatians. The Bible says in the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says that when the fullness of time come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoptions as sons. And because you are sons of God, and sent forth the spirit of sons into your heart, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, we are no longer slaves, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And that is the scripture reading that I want to speak on from sunset, from sorry, from slavery to sunset mm. with the listeners today. Yes, Alana. Okay, so tell us what does it mean to be a slave? Well, Alana, to, to, what it means to be a slave basically is that, like I said, you know, um, when the prodigal son, the son of the, the prodigal son in that particular portion of scripture, when he wanted to identify himself as a slave, when he came back, to his senses, the Bible says, his father never never accepted him as a slave, although 
He lived a prodigal lifestyle. So what it means to be a slave, he said, uh, a simple example, he said, people are enslaved by nicotine, for example. People mm. smoke cigarettes. And um, they said, no, but I just can't kick the habit, you know. Mm. But meanwhile, people are not realizing that they're actually in slavery because nicotine is now their boss. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they can't get, they can't kick the habit, you know. So there's many forms of slavery, although people, they are not in physical uh, uh, chains, but they are in uh, emotional slavery. They are, in, mm. you know, they are enslaved in their minds. They're enslaved in the way they think. And they don't even realize that they are actually in slavery. Mm. And that actually just yeah. reminds me, sorry, of that scripture that says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be That's transformed great. by the renewing of your mind so that you may know the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. That That's was... correct. That's correct, yeah. You see, even in, in, in one stage in at Jesus, Jesus uh, in Mark chapter 14, verse 36, he also cried out, Abba, Father, take this cup away from me, but nevertheless, your will be done. The relationship between father and son is so important that, you know, even in today's society, Alana, we see mm. three quarters of prisoners. When you speak to them in prison, in yes. Baltimore prison, for example, mm. where we minister also, they always tell me, Pastor, but I never had a relationship with my father or my mother. Sure. You know, so there's a broken relationship. Mm. And when people live in a broken relationship towards their father, you know, there is a form of slavery, there is a form of emptiness, a form of void in the yes. hearts and the lives of people alone. I also just want to add to that because I also did a little bit of inner healing and I also found that when people don't have a father figure, they can't relate to Father God as a father. Because that, that whole relationship is so distorted. If their father was strict, if their father was abusive, it's so difficult to see God in the light of a father. So that okay. whole perspective is so distorted. And I, and I agree with you. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, not just sons, but, but, but children that, that are um, raised in a fatherless society. That's correct, you see, because you see, a lot of the truth, the, the, the reality is that, you know, a lot of men, for example, can make a baby, but it, it causes a real father to stand up and take responsibility. Yes. And somehow, somewhere, we have missed the responsibility, you know, of yes, we can produce the baby, but we have to take care of it, we have to nurture it, we have to rear it, we have to walk with our babies. Yeah. And, and, and that's why we find a fatherless, you know, uh, society which ultimately, you know, brings forth a spirit of slavery mm. where, where, where we see our young men, you know, there is no purpose in their lives. We see, you know, they conform to gangsterism and mm. these other father figures that they gravitate to, nice cars, mm. nice clothes, but it's not really their purpose. And I, for once, you know, when I grew up on, on the Cape Flats, I also admired these because I never had a father figure mm. in my life. And ultimately, you know, I, I landed up in prison. You know, ultimately, I was also addicted. You know, ultimately, you know, I lived promiscu in a promiscuous, promiscuity. Yes. And, and all these things, you know, there was an open door because I never really had. And not that I want to blame it, 
on, on a father because obviously mm. there was choices and decisions that I could have made differently. Yes. But, you know, there's a course, there's a route. And, and when the father is absent, you see a lot of children, you know, in, 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 in life, you know, go astray, mm. you know, and they look for, because there is a crying out for father. Yes. There is a, yeah, an outcry for father. And I think that also, um, you know, when you come from maybe the root of rejection or abandonment or, you know, in your childhood, you'll always try and um, fill that hole with something else. And I think that is why I think there's probably so much addictions and gangsterism because there's a place where you belong. You know, like a family, it gives you a sense of family and security. I don't know. Do you find that that is also, um, you know, one of the the um, trademarks also of a slave? That's that's you know, you just said it now, Alana. You know, um, the trademark of a slave. You know, a slave. Uh, you know, back in the day, a slave had no right. A slave mm. had no the, the the slave had no robe. No robe meaning that. You know, he was naked, he was exposed, he had no mm. armor, meaning that automatically he becomes a target for the enemy. Yes. That's one of the trademarks of a slave. Uh, uh, when we read in, the, in that portion of scripture in the book of Luke, the Bible says that um, the son had no ring, meaning that he had no authority, mm. he had no say, he had no property, there was nothing written in his name. The Bible speaks there also in that portion of scripture, Alana, no sandals, meaning that a slave had no peace, he toils. You know, the cares of life has overwhelmed him so much, you know, and it's and it's taken him out of the presence of God. And, and, and that is the trademark of a trade uh, uh, a trademark of a slave, you know, he toils you what the Bible speak mm. of a broad and a narrow road, Alana. The cross speaks of the victory and both the suffering. You know, we uh, we get both the dimension of the sun and the moonlight. Um there is a right way and a wrong way, the Bible says. Um, the Bible says even that there's a way that seems right to a yes. man, but it only leads to destruction. That's right. You know, and um, and sometimes you know, uh, uh, you know, a calling consists of both heads and tails. The point that I want to present to you, Alana, is that the, the number two represents choice and decision, and uh, and and we, you and I, get an opportunity by the grace and salvation of God to choose. To think like a slave or a son. Mm. But the powerful truth is, Alana, that the father, Abba Father, never identify you as a slave. Though mm. at times, you know, you think in your mind that you are a slave. Why? Because, you know, sin in the son always brings separation from the presence of God. Understand that as a man thinks in his mind, so, so is. easy. Yeah, Abba Father loves us. He, what he wants for us, Abba wants to take care of us, Abba Father loves us eternally. My question sometimes is to the listeners out there, what is the lie that you believe about yourself? Mm. You see, even Joseph, Alana, Joseph was sold into slavery, and he didn't, but that didn't change the truth that Jacob was his father. Yes. And so it's just like us, sons of God, you know, we are in this world and sometimes we find ourselves in a position of slavery, you know, either enslaved by drugs, enslaved by promiscuity, enslaved by nicotine, enslaved by alcohol. But Father God, Abba Father, never relate to us as slaves, mm. but as sons or as children, his children. And hence, uh, John 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
And so just like the Son of God took the form of a bondservant to make many slaves sons of God, that does not change the truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Mm. You know, Alana, and, and this is the love that God bestows upon us, you know, that He takes us in no matter if we believe, and we are said that we are slaves, but God sees us as sons mm. and not as slaves. He doesn't see us as orphans, as vagabonds, but He sees us as His children because He loves us for an mm. everlasting love. And that is, that is the power of God's love. Okay, and so you you are um, as I said we we're looking at some of the the trademarks of what a slave is. So you would say that is the trademarks of yes, a slave. Alana, that's, a, that's a trademark of a slave right there, because a slave believes even in some way in some concept, a slave believes that he cannot make it, he cannot mm. he cannot attain it. There is many people even today that woke up Alana and they believe that they cannot have it. They believe that they cannot do it. You know, the, the little lies that is lingering in the mind that, that tells you, um, you know what, Alana, you can't have that mm. because of this, this, and the other thing. But that's not the, that's not the truth. The mm. truth is that God says in his word that you can do all things to Christ who strengthens you. That is the truth. And this is the powerful thing of mm. our Heavenly Father who loves us for an everlasting love. Would you, which, would you also say that um, having one of the trademarks of a slave is to go into works to earn God's acceptance? Because, because a slave always feels like he needs to earn God's love. You know, yeah. he needs to work for it all the time. But when, and that, that is not God's heart. How do you that, feel? Yeah. That is not, that's definitely not the heart of God, um, Alana, because again, you know, um, when your children, you know, is in your house, you know, whether they do good or bad, they are mm. still your children. That's right. Yes, as, as parents, as a father figure, you will, as a father to my kids, I will correct them if they're wrong. I will speak to them in love if they're wrong. But that does not change the truth that I am their father. And so... You know, when they when they do things to please me, yes, I, I, I feel good about it yeah. indeed for them. But it doesn't change the truth that they are my children. So even, you know, if they do bad things, I'm still their father and I'm still going to love them. I'm still going to protect them. I'm still going to pray for them. I'm still mm. going to encourage them. And that does not change the truth that they are my children. And that is the lie where the enemy comes in, you know, and when you have messed up and if you did something wrong, it makes you believe that the father does not love you. Yes. Hence, you feel enslaved, you feel in bondage. But that is not the truth. The truth is that God loves you with an everlasting love. I agree with you. And I think a lot of people struggle with guilt and shame. And I think guilt and shame is something that keeps people far away from the father's heart because they feel you know they've messed up so many people think they've messed up so much and i think even if they've got an addiction you know every time they they say oh i'm going to you know quit this addiction and then only then i'm going to then i'll be acceptable to god um, and a lot of people, I think, sorry, I, I, I'm just adding to what you're saying, which which I've experienced that, you know, guilt and shame, yeah, that that's so deeply rooted, um, you know, makes us feel 
or people feel that they're not acceptable to God and that they have to clean up their mess first, then God will love them. But I I know that that's not the truth and that's not God's heart because he says, come as you are. I will clean you up, you know, I will take care of you. I will wash you. That's correct, Alana. That's you, you, you eat the, <laughs> you eat it on the, you eat the hair, the nail on it. That's the exact, that is the truth. You see, because there is a difference, Alana, between truth and reality. Mm. There's a big difference between truth and reality. And sometimes where people are, when they are in bondage, when they are living out of God's presence, when they're living out of fellowship, when they're living out of friendship to God, with God, the, the, that is maybe the reality at the point in time. And that's why we're so passionate when we go on the street and we mm. minister to prostitutes. You know, it's not even a, it's not even a church thing. It is the, we want to present to them the truth of yes. the Father's love and the truth of the Father's heart. You know, that maybe the reality is that they are currently in prostitution. Maybe the reality is they are currently a gangster. But the truth is that they are still loved by God, the Heavenly Father. And here's another lie, Alana. You see, many people, when you invite them to receive the love of the Father, they tell me, many times, Pastor, I first going to quote smoking and drinking. Yes. And I'm first going to quote that and quote this. And I said, but no, that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, don't you want to receive the love of the Father? Because that's why you have to receive it, because on your own, you can't mm. do it. You know, and, 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 and the father, again, when the prodigal son came back home, the father stood with outstretched arms. The father didn't mm-hmm. say, but yes, you were a prostitute, and yes, you were a gangster, and this and that, and I can't accept you. No, the father stood, and he stood open arms, and he said, my son has come back to me. You know, and that is the joy that, mm-hmm. that the father, I believe, experienced in his heart, Imagine the father's heart when your son comes back. That is the joy. That is the, the peace that the father experienced. That my son mm. has come back to me. And that is the, that is the beauty of his love, Alana. Amen. That's the so, beauty of the love of God. Mm. So tell me, what is, what is the spirit of entitlement then? The spirit of entitlement is this, Alana. In the portion of scripture, the Bible says that this, this son, he wanted his inheritance, you know? And, you know, Alana, we are living in such a day and time of entitlement. You know, entitlement is laziness. Laziness will connect you with poverty and slavery. You know, there's a, I want what is mine generation. Entitlement, mm. give me my portion, what is rightfully mine, but they never worked a day in their lives. You see, when you desire and want, when we desire and want things prematurely, it will lead to destruction and death. Let's bring it home, Alana. Okay. You're still on school, for, ex- for example. There is still young people at school, you know, doing their matric or doing their schooling, you know, 12, 13 years old. But then they want a boyfriend, you know. And so, the Bible says, do not awaken love before it's time. So mm. there's a time and a season for everything. Mm. So when you want something prematurely, it will always lead to destruction and death. And so you, but they're busy with their studies, but they, they, they keep on vibing. That's the new word, Alana. Yes. They, keep on, they keep on vibing yeah. with uh, this boy and that girl. Yeah. You know? But they should be vibing with their schoolwork, for example. The Bible declares, do not awaken love before it's mm-hmm. time. There's a time and a season under the sun. You see, that is what, what brings about, could bring about 
teenage pregnancy. That is what could bring about now the teenage is the teenager is pregnant. Now the father is not taking responsibility for the child. Now you have a spirit that leads to fatherlessness because there's a baby, but there is no father. Mm-hmm. A butterfly, for example, Alana. You see, the butterfly wasn't a butterfly when it when it's born. It was an egg in a cocoon at one stage. Yes. Now, if that butterfly didn't wait for the full process or the full term, he would have died prematurely. Mm-hmm. If a bear, for example, comes prematurely out of hibernation, he will die. So the prodigal son wanted his portion, his inheritance prematurely before the time, and eventually he lost everything. Mm-hmm. The Bible said in Luke 15, 15, the prodigal son, he joined himself with the citizen of that country, a foreign country, and that person make him to feed the swine. Imagine, mm. this Jewish boy had to feed swine. You can imagine, not goats or sheep, but any other animal but a swine. Why? Mm. Because prodigal living, a living a lifestyle of sin, will take you further and further and lower and lower in life that you've ever been, and it will mm. try to make you a low life. When I found myself locked up alone, you know, for things I did, yes. you know, through prodigal living, I turned to my senses. But this was not the way that mm. my mother heard me. Like I said, I was so. living without a father, you know, and I found out I was really a bright person. I found myself behind prison, prison bars. I found myself in dark places, you know, because that's what prodigal lifestyle do. It mm. takes you so low in life. Yes. Yes, Alana. No, no, I'm agreeing so with you. Of, that is truly the spirit of entitlement, you know. And that that caused that caused that boy, that Jewish boy, you know, he joined himself, you know, and, and I wanna say this to every listener out there, take take note of your children, take note of their actions, because there's a lot of things in how they live their life that will give you clues of what they are busy doing. Mm-hmm. I want to say something important, you know, the Bible says he joined himself with the citizen of that land, you know, and sometimes, you know, the uh, Bible says bad company corrupts good character. And so that was one of the, you know, one of my downfalls. Mm-hmm. I joined myself with bad company and ultimately my character got spoiled in the process. Mm-hmm. Sure. So your friends, Show me your association. Your association sometimes becomes the downfall of your own destination. Now, that is very true. And I think especially with our kids today and the, you know, where we are living, the times we're living in, it's, it's so, we need to be awake and alert in the spirit. And, and you know, like you said, what I, I truly appreciate is, again, coming back to your seasons there's a time and a place for everything and um you know when you enter into something prematurely it will get aborted and um and then i think it's also that just discerning in the spirit um where you are at who you're with and and you know just being discerned of the times that that we are in Um, absolutely the one thing the one last thing i want to say in alana to the listeners out there you know, when, when this boy, when this young man, he was in a foreign country, the Bible says, he was away from his father, he was living that lifestyle, you know, with, without the covering of the father. You know, what the father did, I believe, 
the Bible, I didn't read it in the pages of the Bible, mm. but I believe that the father was continuously praying for his son because that is what we ought to do, yes. Alana, for our children because we rear them as best as we can mm. while they under our protection, our care, but we, we don't have an influence of what they do when they're not with us. And the only thing that we can do as parents in this time and in this day and age, you know, is to pray for our children, to pray for their safety, to pray that, yes. that they will do, make the right choices and decisions. I just wanted to add that, Alana, sorry. Yes, and I just want to add to that also that scriptures that says, train up your child in the way it should go. And at the end, it, it will, you know, that child will come back to you. And um, yes. I agree with you 100% that sometimes even I have four kids. And, you know, I pray for them. Sometimes there's things you you don't always have control, you know, when they go and sleep out by That's friends right. or when they go out. And all we can do is say, God, I release my children in your hands. You know where they are and I commit them now in your hands. You protect them. You help them. You guide them to make right choices. And I believe God oh. is always faithful because, you know, even as our kids grow up out of the house, you know, as a mother's heart and as parents, I think we'll never stop praying for them. You know, as as Christians, we, we need to cover them constantly in prayer, That's release fine. them. So, That's yes, let's... Yeah. So, so, so yeah. Right. So, tell me, what is a prodigal or sonship living? Well, a lot of firstly, let me say, prodigal living is is living a life out of God's presence. Ultimately, you know, sometimes we have, you know, we have religious, we have religiously done these religious duties and stuff. But you, you, you know, sometimes you know, um, what I um, sometimes in the future I'm going to speak to us about the, the, the other brother syndrome. But anyway, prodigal living had destroyed this young man to the point that this young man could not identify himself as a son anymore. So that means a life living out of Christ, a life living out of God's presence, you know, destroyed this young man. Mm. And, that, and, 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 and this young man, ultimately the wrong people in his life can never show you the right in the right direction. That's the right. blind cannot the blind cannot lead the blind. Let me take it from scripture then Samson to the extent lived a prodigal lifestyle because he lived in disobedience to his parents. You know, God mm-hmm. had anointed Samson, you know, the strength was in his hair as we know the, the, the Bible story. But the mistake that Samson wa- made was he was a Jewish boy and, and Jewish boys at that stage, you know, their parents chose their their wives for them, you know, yes. and he chose a Delilah, which ultimately stripped him from his anointing, stripped him from his authority, it stripped him from his strength, and ultimately he lost his position, and ultimately he lost his life, mm. you know, and, and it's so true what the Bible says, Alana, the enemy only comes to kill, rob, and destroy. That's right. That's a, Yeah, and it, it could have been a different outcome for Samson, at the end, but Samson, his association ultimately became his assassination. And sometimes, sure. you know, when, when you live in a prodigal lifestyle, you, you have these great friends. I had great friends along the living, you know, living in sin, doing my own thing. You know, nobody tell me, what you know, do. I know, yeah, nobody tell me what to do, you know. And the plans that I made with these friends, my association, 
was destructive plans. It was plans, mm. you know, to hurt others, to take from others, because I was living a prodigal lifestyle, living out of God's presence, living out of relationship with God, and and um, and ultimately, you know, when I got to the place, I realized within myself that I actually needed help because mm. you know when you when you catch on nonsense or when you do these things, you know, your friends, they even went to the point and said, no, my, no, my brother, don't worry. We will die with you. And, but that was not the truth. Because mm. when I found myself, you know, behind bars, no of none of my friends that said they were my friends, they weren't with me. Mm. The more you, the more you, um, Put yourself in a place with people and situations and places that has no interest in the things of God mm-hmm. and serving God, the more the enemy will rob you and steal from you and ultimately kill the promise and purpose of God for your life. Because you, there is a purpose in your life, mm-hmm. Alana. There's a purpose in our lives. There's That's a purpose true. in your children's life. That's why we are here. We are we are we are still alive. Praise the Lord, we are still breathing. Praise the Lord, in the time that we are living in, many people have died of yeah. COVID-19. And here we are still, a, a friend of mine, she just lost a 30-year-old son to COVID-19. Sure. You know, and, but we are still alive. And that to me says, speaks that while we are still alive, there is great purpose yes. in our lives. Yes. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, we're going to take a short break, and then um, after this break, we're going to give Pastor Brian's details out, so get a pen and paper ready, and yes, so we'll be back shortly. This is Body Matters with Alana Olifi, and I'm nearly at the end of this program, and I am chatting with Pastor Brian, and we are discussing slavery to sonship. Um, Pastor Brian, any last thoughts on um, prodigal living? But my last thought on prodigal living, Alana, is that I want to say this after the listener. Somebody can listen to my, that can hear my voice. Listening to the wrong voices will lead you into very wrong choices. I am certain that with no doubt in my mind that the Father is still today calling, speaking, trying to persuade and convince his son not to leave. But the son couldn't hear the Father's voice. That's why the prodigal son left. There are many that does not want to hear the voice of a shepherd because they mm. follow a stranger, a wolf in shepherd's clothing, and they are led, being led astray. Why do sheep get killed? Sheep get killed simply because they wander off away from the presence of the shepherd. Mm. The devil keeps you out of fellowship with your heavenly father, and you have no time, you have so many times you have time on your hands to do this, to go here, to go to the shops, to go to the mall, to go to the beach with friends, but you don't have time to spend in worship, mm. in prayer, in home cells, in church, and you come with all kinds of excuses. The enemy steals your time. That's what the enemy wanted to do with this prodigal boy. He stole from his time. He wants to steal his purpose and ultimately steal his destiny. You sit for hours in front of the television, but struggle to pray for half an hour. The further Mm. you are from the Father, the darker and dumber the stranger and foreigner it will become Mm. to you. That is prodigal living in a nutshell. 
I think there's a scripture somewhere. I don't know. It just came to mind. I don't know if it's in Proverbs, but it's Proverbs that says isolation can cause destruction somewhere. Don't quote me on this, but it's 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 the same it's the same principle i just just i just worded it in my own words but i I think there is definitely a scripture like that um okay so just let let us just kind of look at the the question that i want to ask you which is um is there value to one's life alana as i said in conclusion of the matter there is great purpose and great value to any person's life that can hear my voice. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah 29, verse 11, you know, a very familiar portion yes. of the Bible says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. So the Lord has plans for your life. In the book of Psalms 139, you know, God saw your substance already. And, and he says that, you know, God has got good plans, good thoughts over your life. So your life is valuable. Understand today, I want to say to someone out there, understand today that no matter where you are, your life still has value. Even if you feel that you are in bondage, even if you feel that you are far away from the Father, there is value to your life. You see, a a, a hundred rand note, you know, it can be crushed. You know, a hundred rand note can be teared. A hundred rand can be tramped upon. But a hundred rand, when you put it together, it is still a hundred rand. You are still God's God. Why? Because you and I, the Bible says, were created in the image of God. You were created in the image and His likeness. And the Father's heart and the Father's hand is still upon your life. And I want to say to someone here, in conclusion, the value of your life is so great that no matter where you find yourself, the Father is still praying and trusting over you that you would come back. Just like that father in the prodigal son, when he stepped out on the porch, when he saw his son, he was a great delight because the son, although he spent everything that he had, although he, he came back poor, but the father... Mm embraced him and said, there is still value to my son's life. There is still value to my daughter's life because I love him for an everlasting life. And the father took him in as a son and not a slave. And that is what the father ultimately wants to do in the hearts of many people today. There are many sons of God that are right now in slavery, but that this does not change the truth that they are sons of God, and that God loves them with an everlasting love and honor. Sure, that is so powerful. Um, I I just want to add to that, because I know that while we've got breath in us, you know, God's grace and mercy is upon us. We can make a choice for Him. And, you know, when you die, you can't make a choice. But while you're alive, while you have breath in you, you Mm. can still choose God, even in that last breath of of life you can make that choice and yes. so yeah so that is so powerful and I, I actually think pastor brian i want to ask you if you don't want to to pray for us now don't you want to pray for the listeners out there it will be a great privilege and honor father in the name of jesus i come before your throne of grace and mercy 
Father God, your mercy, the mercy seat of Christ. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, for every person that can hear my voice. There's maybe a mother and a father out there that is trusting God for their son to come home, for their son that is in drugs, for their son that is behind prison doors. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, that your hand, that you would stretch your hand of grace and mercy, Father God, over their lives. I pray, Father God, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would just take them in and cover them with your love and your mercy and your grace. I pray, Father God, today, Father, over in every household, Lord, there's so many terms, oh my God, Lord, youngsters is, my God, they are drunk, they are intoxicated with drugs and they're living promiscuity in the lives of promiscuity. But I pray today for your grace and your mercy. If maybe, listener, if you are there and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, won't you pray this prayer with me? Won't you just repeat it? Say with me, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I open the door of my heart and I invite Jesus Christ to live within me, wash me with your blood, cleanse me from my sin. I declare with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of my life. And I receive His grace today. Lord, I pray that you will pour out your grace and your mercy over each and every household. I pray, Father God, Lord, for those who have lost loved ones, Father God, I pray for those who are grieving right now. My God, I pray that you will comfort all who mourn, that you will comfort those who grieve. And I pray, Father God, that your people, my God, in every household will experience your love and your grace and your mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was such a powerful prayer. Pastor Brian, if anyone wants to get hold of you or if this program has touched you and you want to, you know, and they want to just chat to you or get involved with your ministry, where can they contact you? Uh, They're most welcome. The listeners are most welcome. I'm on Facebook. I Mm. do every single day. I do some Facebook lives, you know, some teachings, you know, some preachings on Facebook. So I'm Brian Preston on Facebook. Or they can log into Light Ministries International on Facebook. Um, my email address is primepreston72 at gmail.com. Or they can contact me on my telephone number, my cell number, 083-742-5601. I'm also on WhatsApp. They can send a WhatsApp message or whatever the case may be. We can connect. We can pray. And we can stand in fellowship because we are living in perilous times and mm. we need each other. We need to be a blessing and we need to encourage one another in the Lord our God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Brian, for coming once again on this program and for blessing us and encouraging us. And yeah, thank you so much for that word. I know it was powerful. And yeah, may God bless you in your work. And yeah, may you bless your hands. And thank you so much, um, yeah, just for being with us. I just want to thank. Um I just want to thank yourself, Alana, thank the Lord Jesus Christ, and thank the, the, the radio station for this opportunity. I always see it as a great honor and a privilege, it's an honor and a privilege to serve God and to serve His people. May the Lord bless you, may the Lord bless the ministry, your ministry, and may the Lord also bless the radio, um, radio um, pulpit 
my beloved blessed ministry and enlarge the capacity and the territory for Jesus Christ. God bless you, Alana. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. much. I appreciate that. Amen. 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 And unfortunately, this is the end of my program. And if you'd like to comment on this program, please go to our webpage site at Radio K Pulpit. Press the WhatsApp button and write Body Matters, which is this program. And then, yeah, you can comment. And I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. So thank you so much for joining me on Body Matters. We will meet again next Saturday, same time, same frequency, with much more great conversation from me, Alana you Have a blessed week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.